Our podcast is totally funded by you, the audience. If you'd like to help us with the podcast, just go to our Patreon page and subscribe. Patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. You'll get all the episodes in video format, HD video format, and you'll also get a lot more stuff when you subscribe. Go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. So, uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. New episode, <laughs> new Andrew. You look like you got like a cloud in front of your face or something. I like, know. Why is it is so that? foggy? Is there a, you got a dirty lens? That's what I'm thinking, but I don't know. I'm also like really zoomed in. Uh, Why? Video. I don't know. Something with the StreamYard settings, it like zooms in on me. Like I'm, I'm three feet from my computer right now. Do you have a cigarette in your hand? I have a uh, CBD vape. What's that? It's like, like T- CBD, you know? What? THC? No, CBD. What is CBD? <laughs> it's Well, I'm happy you asked, Joe. Let's start the inf- infomercial. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It, people say it deals with like chronic inflammation. It's, it's a chemical that's in weed, but is not doesn't necessarily get you high. Okay. So honestly, I just got it because I have an oral fixation and I, I was getting addicted to those nicotine vapes, but it was like fucking me up. Um, I was getting high off of that shit and I was like having to pass out from doing it. Wow. I don't even know what those are either. It's probably good that I don't know this stuff. I don't need to get addicted to something, but I don't even, I don't even know. And and I I would love something that could bring down some inflammatory in my body. I'm (laughs) fucking always flaming. You're flaming fruit ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have lots of joint inflammation. As, yeah, as, it could help. I don't know. People, there's, who knows? It might be a placebo effect. It might, some people say it needs to build up in your system before it works. But I don't I don't know. I used to work for this lady who was like a crazy CBD advocate and she like made a store. So who knows whether it actually works or it works for some people and not others. But I'm just doing it for shits and giggles because i like smoke i like i don't know why i like having smoke come out of my face (laughs) (laughs) i do too i think most people do i mean i like smoking cigars so it's similar uh but i but thank god i guess that cigars make your mouth feel really disgusting the next morning so it usually takes like four or five months before i ever want to smoke another one because i i forget that it that it sucks the next day me too. That's why the vapes are dangerous because it doesn't make you taste bad. It doesn't. It's not disgusting. Right. Is it bad for you though? I mean, it's got to be bad for you. It's probably bad for you. But I'm like trying to find a nicotine-free one. Maybe that's not as bad. Is this so? This one has nicotine that you're doing now. No, but it doesn't. This one doesn't taste that good, and it doesn't produce that much smoke, so it's not as satisfying. Oh, okay. All right. Well. uh Thanks for wanting to do the podcast again. Uh, of course. Yeah. I was solo last week, which was yeah, fun. You, you seemed like you were uh, contemplating uh, a solo future of the podcast. 
Well, anyone who's listened to me for long amounts of time knows that no matter what I sound like, it it, it doesn't mean that that's going to be a decision because my mind changes a lot. <laughs> so, like, I could sound like that and th- be thinking that while I was making the episode, and then a few days goes by, and I'm like, "Oh, let's do a podcast with Andrew." <laughs> so I don't, but I don't remember. I'm smart enough to be aware of myself, so I don't even make judgment on if I have that feeling. So I don't even, I don't think about it. I just literally, because you contacted me, I guess yesterday, saying you want to do a podcast. I was like, yeah. So I go by the mood that I'm in when if you, you know, we it comes to close to Tuesday when I like to have the podcast up. I just go by that. You know, dude, I I like the the shaved head look. It, it's working for you. Yeah, you know what? You know, because you used to shave your head a lot. Yeah. When it, it's like two weeks in, and it makes you want to shave it back down again, yeah. and you sit there and go, "But well, well, if I shave it back down again, it'll take so much longer if I want to grow it. If I was going to grow it out, so mm-hmm. like I can't tell how short to go. But I I definitely want to buy one of those clippers they sell these like cool like man tripper clippers that you can just buzz your own head by yourself yeah did you used to buzz your own head i used to bick my head i would just like shave it three times like twice a week or something see i've not i don't i don't think i would go be able to go down to bald well one is i don't know if you can see this on camera that's not the side this side can you see that thing i got this brown thing on the side of my head can you see Uh that yeah I don't know if I could go to a dermatologist and get that removed. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just like a spot on my head. So yeah. if I go really short, which this, I can't tell this is terrible podcast <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but as you can see, now it's a little longer on the top. I yeah. I look balder when it's longer than when you shave it all the way down. Right. You look your hair looks thicker so it's like there's this it would have to grow for like three weeks to like a month for it to look a little bit thick on the top but right now mm-hmm. i look like a new growing plant on the ground you look like a chia pet yeah it exactly looks like that <laughs> and you can I'm, see the white hair more on the side when you start when it starts to grow but when you buzz down there's the, the gray hair is fucking gone so as an older person it, it naturally makes you like the shaved head look Mm. And you went the opposite. I mean, yeah, I think I'm going ponytail, man. You're going bald ponytail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'll go like fucking uh, Pippi Longstockings. I'll have two little things sticking out. You're a, you're like me. You like to change your look, don't you? Yeah. But it's weird because now I have these nice headshots made, and if I get a gig and I look completely different, I'm fucked. Well, you look like. The way you look right now is how you look in those new headshots. I've seen them. Yeah, So, but I mean, I can't shave my head again. Oh, 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 you can't shave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I want to yet, but, you know, it's starting to to feel like, oh, I wish I could just maybe. What, shave it again? Every once in a while, but I also kind of want to see how ridiculous I can look. Yeah, I was going to say, you like, that must be hard for you because, like, you like to look ridiculous. It's good for comedy and for acting and stuff but i feel like you're aware i mean you're a thousand times more handsome of a guy when you shave your head (laughs) yes and no though because there's not many women out there that are like i like bald guys (laughs) yeah you look like you look way younger with your head shaved you know i look younger for sure 
but I also look, sometimes I look sick, you know, when, when I'm not like working out, you know, I, I've had like people at a roast show be like, oh, you look like you have cancer and AIDS. You know? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I have cancer and AIDS. There is something about when you shave your head that makes you want to go um, work out for some reason. Like it, because if you're not in shape, the bald thing doesn't work in that masculine way, you know. But when it you makes are you look, working out, it's great. It makes you look unhealthy. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm sure my wife probably likes it better me with hair, but I've been getting I've been getting some decent compliments, you know. So nice. we'll see, we'll see where it's gonna go. People are like, "Why is it for an acting part? Why?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I was just bored." Like. I, I, there's definitely a premise for a joke there that it really upsets people that are bald. That mm. someone would, who isn't bald would shave their head down. They're like, my dad, like my dad's like balder than you, and he just thinks it's crazy. He's like, what are you going through a <laughs> midlife crisis? And I'm like, who sh- who who removes hair in yeah. their midlife? Like you add hair or you True. get a cool car. No one shaves their head. True. <laughs> I think there was a uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where there's like a fake bald guy and he gets pissed and calls him out on it. Oh, for shaving his head? Yeah. Oh, oh you pretending mean to be bald. angry? And he's like, we're bald brothers. And he's like, no, no, we're not. You're pretending. <laughs> yeah, you do get a lot of that, too. It's like like how when you I own a Jeep, when you have a Jeep Wrangler, you get a lot of people honking at you. Hey, Jeep. Now that like when your head's all the way shaved down. People do like come up to you. Hey, yeah, welcome to the club. And I'm, like, I'm not bald though, dude. It's not. I'm not in your club. <laughs> in a week, I'm not in your club. I'm just gonna let you know when it grows in. Even though I don't know how that. I, I, I'm a fan of the uh, American History X look. Like that. That this this doesn't look like that. This just looks no. like old guy hair right now. Yeah, they have like a thick. They're they're short, but it's thick. Yeah, you know what's you know what I I've seen that you people do if they like the shaved head, mm. they tattoo their heads with dots. Oh my god! So then when they when they go down really short, it looks full. I don't know. I mean, even if that looks good, it's just weird because be once people realize what you're doing, it's just shameful. <laughs> I would be way too nervous to do that. Like, how you how are you gonna fix that if it doesn't look right? <laughs> It'd be cool to get like a cool tattoo, like a like a spiral or something weird. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so, so uh, God, so it's been two weeks. I mean, what what's been going on? I mean, how I feel like asking you. Uh, so, how's the virtual world? Is that still going, or you throw those things in the closet and you don't use them anymore? No, nah, I mean I use it for exercise. Not virtual world. What, what what are they called? VR goggles. VR goggles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I use it for exercise and still do the boxing, and uh, my sh- my shoulders kind of acting up, but it's a great workout, man. Um, um, so it's, I still like it, but I haven't done comedy much more in it in there. Um, I did I did uh, get up at Stand Up New York for the first time, which was cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I just went to go hang out at um, at a show. I, you did the show, somewhat damaged. Oh yeah, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Greg. Greg, yeah, Greg Al- Halpern. Is it Halpern or Alpern? Halpern. Halpern. I think it's Alpern. Alpern. 
Yeah, I ran him into him at your show uh, that you had me on in Fairfield, and you just showed up and he put you on. Well, I've been I've been editing his podcast for him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all about connections. Okay. Yeah, man, and How'd it was it, I, it was great. Uh, it felt really good to like get put on a show and to do well and to have like the host be like, "Oh, you're really funny. You should come here more." You know? Isn't it weird when you do a show that has like a theme like that it, that mm-hmm. it makes you like go hard on the damaged <laughs> you're like trying to prove how fucked up you are in your set i didn't even think about that did? i didn't even i didn't know it was a theme you didn't know it was called somewhat damaged i did know that because i edit the podcast but i didn't like i didn't uh i didn't think about it okay. i just was like oh that's the name of the podcast so it's the show right did you do jokes about being damaged accidentally uh i mean i guess i always do so and you were you're a perfect fit. Yeah. Who else was on? Anyone we know? Do you know Nico White? Yes, I know Nico. Oh yeah, we he was on that show that we did in uh Rahway. He was? Yeah, he that was weird late. That's show what we did. That's why I went on because he was late, so I I had to go on. Oh, so I think we left before he went on. Did he show mm-hmm. up as we were leaving? Yeah, yeah, that was the gig that we got. I got free hot dogs, and I was really excited. <laughs> it's hilarious. That was a funny show. That's the gig. I came out in my socks. <laughs> that was the one. I have video of that. That was the one where I, I said it looked like a DMV waiting room, and you <laughs> were did. laughing your ass off. It really did. Yeah, that was a weird setup, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. I had a. I had a couple of weird gigs. Well, I had one weird gig this weekend that uh, popped up out of nowhere. I was sl- I was literally laying in bed going, all right, I got a Saturday night off. And this booker, Johnny Lampert, calls me at like 7.30. He's like, how fast can you get to Greenwich, Connecticut? I'm like, 30 minutes. He's like, it's a country club. You need to dress up. You need to be clean. How fast can you be there? I'm like, well, I got to take a shower to do a country club. So I had to take a shower, throw a suit on. Then I said, I'm going to have to bring my daughter with me because my wife was away, was out for the night. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's like, no, I'm not coming with you. I will not come <laughs> with you. And then has she, has she seen you do stand up before? Like, no, like not really. Not live on like videos and stuff like that, but not live. Don't Don't you think she would like have some... It would give her some respect for you. I mean, not that to say she doesn't respect you, but I mean, like, wouldn't don't don't you think that would be cool to see your dad crush? I think it would be for her. It probably make me a little nervous, and I don't ever get nervous doing comedy. But when your kids watch, it can throw you. Like when I did America's Got Talent, I said that to Howard Stern in the interview part. This is the first time my kids and so you want to do well. I said, if you bom- imagine bombing in front of your kids, <laughs> yeah. how humiliating that would be. You would lose yeah. all respect. I bombed in front of my dad, and that was brutal. Well, that's fine. My my parents have seen me bomb before, but like your kids is another story. For the mm. first time, yeah, no, that would be bad. So, uh, yeah, this comedian Wally Collins got in a car accident on the way to the gig and he couldn't get there he was fine but he had two blown tires from he blew his tires out on the cross bronx getting up Holy to greenwich shit. and this was the highest end country club i've been to in a while like it, you would have been like me you and i were into food mm-hmm. 
I because I got the gig last second. I had to rush there. I missed the spread, mm. dude. They had they had lo- lobster, like lobster risotto, and like wow. Whenever you're at, you know, a country club's high end when it has sushi and like lobster in one, and then steak also. Wow, yeah. This country club was unbelievable, man. That it's it's just amazing. You forget that people have that mu- that much. Mu- it's just like a crazy high tier, like everyone there. And and I've said this about my comedy, and I don't really know the reason, but because I don't think I have an intellectual act. But when an audience is uh, very well educated, I have the best sets every time. Yeah, they were all doctors, lawyers, and like money market, you know, hedge fund people in the audience. And uh, they're always good. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I talk about my wife being a doctor and all that kind of stuff. You're also just a classy guy, you know? I, I, I don't know why, what makes me say it, but you you just like, you're a kind person, you know, and... Sometimes, I yeah, can... I think because they were, they were like rich, educated, Educated people are usually kind. It's like you're not usually super educated and an asshole, like, and you don't know how to treat people well. Like those people are usually all about kindness. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I guess there's some really rich scumbags in the world, which True. there are. But uh, these people were not them at all. But man, was I sad that I did not get to have any lobster. <laughs> I had to just grab a salad really fast and like eat it. Then I tried to make it up after the show and just eat high-end dessert. <laughs> nice. What'd they have for dessert? Oh, my God. They had something I've never seen before. Maybe you've seen this. I love cannolis, right? Mm-hmm. They had a big cannoli with c- small cannolis inside the big cannoli oh. shell. Have you seen that? I think I have, but I've never partaken. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. They, this, their cannolis were... They had tiramisu cannolis they just had a, l- a little bit of everything but those high-end country clubs um, you know people listening you live in other parts in the country when you live in new york westchester new york city or in these lower connecticut areas like westport connecticut and greenwich connecticut i mean these are places where like paul newman lived uh ron howard lives there uh David Letterman. I don't know if David Letterman still lives in that area, but so so much money that I don't know. Probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars, just the initiation fee to join these country clubs. Just the initiation fee, not the yearly membership. I'm like, t- it's so nice. I'm taking pictures of shit. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> look at that fireplace. I'm trying to not look obvious. Yeah. Thank God I know now as a comedian too that you should never go up and like try to act like somebody else, like act like they're not richer than you. Like you're better off just being like, you guys are rich. (laughs) It's just funnier. Um, Yeah. So I had to open for this guy, Mike Somerville, and it went great. And I was so happy because this guy, Johnny, doesn't book me that much because he books a lot of that kind of stuff where you need to be that mainstream slam dunk comedian that has a very high percentage mm-hmm. he goes but he's like he goes by percentages and this guy mike somerville is one of those comedians like i think he, he probably kills every time 
I've just, never heard uh, of him. Yeah, no one has. But he's he's great. He's been on Letterman. Like he had a lot of TV credits probably like ten years ago. You know, and then he just kind of is a road comic now, but he's really funny. He just fucking kills. Cool. Um Yeah. That was that was my weekend basically, and and then I had to get uh, my son ended up watching my daughter. I told my son, I go, you can't go out until I get back. I'll be back mm-hmm. at like nine thirty. You can go out after that. So he hooked me up. That's great that he's old enough to do that now. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, he's old enough to not pay attention too. Well, you know, he's, <laughs> it's not like he's in there watching her. He's he had three of his friends in his bedroom. And they were all playing video games. Right. Yeah, so, but, uh, what else has been going on with you? Um, I was filming all day Thursday and Friday. Um, this this short film I've been working on for a while. This this guy Valon, um, he's directing it, and it's really it's really cool to like be on a set where you know it's being produced by a professional. I mean, it's not a big budget thing by any means, but he has got a beautiful camera and lenses and is a uh, student of film, you know, like he really has made two feature length movies that have been on Amazon and uh you know, he's getting good, really good at it. And what what were you doing on it? I'm I'm just acting. Oh, you're acting in it. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking you're like behind the camera, you're actually acting in it. Was he nah. a fr- is he a friend of yours? Did you audition for it? What um, I, uh, I don't know exactly how I know him. You know, we just met online and he had me on his podcast a while ago and I reached out to him last summer at the beginning of last summer and was like, Hey man, I'd love to act in something. And he kind of wrote the part with me in mind and yeah. Oh, sweet. So what are you playing? I'm like, uh, I'm like a pro- male prostitute, but I'm like an angel, you know, I'm like a guardian angel. Who's a male prostitute? To the pimp. I'm the guardian angel of the pimp. Oh, okay. That's funny. Any other comedians in it, or are you the only no, one? No, just me. Actually, my, that guy, Alex, that giant guy who did your show. Alex. Uh, your show in uh, Scarsdale. Oh, okay. When, com- when I came. Your, the, your friend of yours, the comedian you came with. Oh, okay. Yeah, did you yeah, call yeah. him giant? How tall is yeah, he? Yeah, he's like 6'6". Six, six? Six seven. I guess he was. I didn't even realize that he's that. He is a giant, and he's like built too. He's not just like tall and skinny. It's crazy how these things come up through social media. Lots of times, like just from being social. Like mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that a little bit more lately. Then I've always. It's amazing that there was time and I didn't even realize it where I didn't have any of the noti- notifications set to on on my phone. No. So I would just get, I wouldn't get those note, you know, those until I checked and looked if somebody wrote something to me and I would rarely really write back. And like in the last year, I really started to do that. Hmm. I just had a really cool gig pop up and I'm knocking on wood that it's going to happen. This is something you're going to be jealous of because I know this is shit you want to do. Maybe I can get you involved in some way, but, uh, there was this guy, um, the, the last podcast I did by myself. I don't know if you saw the clip that I posted online talking about Little League coaches. Mm-mm. And I told a quick story of how uh, the guy who was my Little League coach was in the mafia. 
and he would pull up in this big like 70s Cadillac Coupe de Ville dressed like nice. Tony Soprano and like I told a story about him right and mm. uh, I showed a picture on screen after the fact in the edit I put a picture of a 71 like Coupe de Ville so this guy hit hit me up on social media on Instagram saying uh, I have that exact car and, he, and, and then we started talking about the cars and it turned out like he had a lot of followers I was usually when you get like somebody writes something to you on you know on Instagram it's like the guy's got like 300 followers but mm -hmm. this guy had like 40,000 and I'm like oh he's got who is this guy he's got real long hair and he was he's got a lot of rock band stuff on his uh on his Instagram but He's telling me he's a big con. We just start like chatting it up on DM and we're DMing back and forth. And uh, he's all of a sudden, over a few days, we were just chatting it up. And I wasn't trying to get anything from the guy at all. I really wasn't. And mm -hmm. uh, he lives in London. And it turns out he's real entrepreneurial and he, he, he kind of works in the, in the computer field. He's in, he owns his own marketing business. And, uh, He's like, <laughs> so we we set up a Zoom. He goes, I, I'm thinking I might be able to book you over here, and uh, let's talk about it. So I we do a Zoom. He's super cool. Turns out he's Israeli, right? Super cool guy. We start talking about Israel, all that shit, and uh, he's telling me he used to do this with bands. He just was one of those guys that would go out and just. If he, there was a venue that he wanted to do a show at, he would just go rent the venue and figure out how to fill it. He mm -hmm. goes, and he had all these great, interesting ideas from being a marketing guy. And he's like, Joe, I'm, he just kept going, Joe, I'm a Jew. And he was cracking me up. I'm a Jew. I'm just getting, he was cracking me up. <laughs> I'm a Jew and I'm fucking terrible at yeah, it. Yeah, he's great at it, right? And uh, he brings up, this was, this was the like slam dunk in there. Because he brought up this uh, documentary called Supermensch. I don't know if you ever oh, saw. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, and I love that documentary. And I'm and I'm forgetting. He knew the guy's name. This guy, if you didn't see the documentary Supermensch, it's about a guy who managed more than I guess more than bands. It started out as like Alice Cooper was his client, mm. and uh, let's think who else. Lo lots of different musicians, and then he branched out. He was really the first guy to start repping chefs and make them celebrity chefs. Like Emil oh. Agassi was one of his clients. He might I don't know who was the first. You're, you're a food person. <laughs> who do you think was the first big food celebrity? Chef? I mean, maybe Julia Childs. Julia Child, yeah, but was she? A, I guess she was a chef. But did I mean, she, she ever have her own restaurants or market her own food? I guess she didn't. Yeah, I mean, Alice Waters was big back in the day. Uh, I mean, Martha Stewart. I don't know if she was a chef either. You're right. Martha Stewart's um, more about was more decorating. She wasn't yeah, really. It a, might a, be Wolfgang a, Puck or Emerald Puck. Emerald Gossi, I feel like. He's definitely one of the early ones that had his yeah. own show and then turned it into this, became becoming this food mogul, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and that guy, the super, super mensch, his he was one of his clients. So we started talking about super mensch, and uh, the more he talked to me, I was like, this is, this is fucking awesome. Because I was trying to do the same thing with Australia. Because I have a friend, mm -hmm. uh, this comic, Eddie Ift, he's real big. In in Australia, like in the U.S., you won't know him. But he just 
he just followed me on social media Did and he? i mess and i messaged him i followed him back and i was like hey man if you ever need a opener who surfs and he just fucking left me on red you know what he told me because i what? said because he was trying to help me break into the australia market yeah because i want to go do comedy you know abroad way more it's something i always love every time i do it and uh I, he's trying to hook me up with all these different places. He's like, you're going to have to break even or lose money the first couple of times because it's really hard. The gigs don't pay that much. And I go, why don't you just book me to open for you if you do it so much? And he said, my visa doesn't allow me to hire Americans. He has to mm -hmm. hire uh, Australians. So I was like, ah, shit. So I was trying to work that whole angle. And then this guy out of nowhere, he's like, well, book... I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is because I said I don't want to do a big show for you, and not have warm up sets because London. First of all, I performed in London like 20 years ago. What am I saying? 20. It's probably about six, 15, 16 years ago, and bombed my ass off the first two nights, and then mm -hmm. I started to get it by the end. But when I was in the outskirts, more of the suburbs parts of London. Have you ever been to London? No, I was supposed to go do Brighton Fringe Festival, but I got I got arrested for stealing from Whole Foods. Oh, so that was I had the to, time. <laughs> I was gonna go to Berlin. I was gonna go to do all these shows. I had all these shows booked. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was back when we first met, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's what the hell was I about to say about that? Which is uh, uh, getting used to the crowds. Oh well, yeah. Well, like I. What's, what also is really unique about London, and and I don't know if this makes it unique. To me, it's unique being an American. There's not a lot of cities in the United States where you can get on the subway in that city and take it all the way to the suburbs. Mm. Like in London, you can get on that sub, the, the, the tube in London goes so far and there's so many different lines and you don't pay one price either. You got to keep paying to get on. You switch trains, you got to pay and then go further, right? Hmm. You don't have to, but without getting off. Whereas New York City people, if you don't know this listening, you pay, you know, you get a subway token or a, a card. I mean, I guess they don't have tokens anymore. You, you you pay for one ride. You can take it as far as it'll go. You can go all the way to you Cody can, Island for three. You bucks. can ride. You can ride every color line all, all day. All day. You can sit on that <laughs> thing. That's why there's homeless people all over. Uh oh, my daughter's knocking. Uh oh. Yes. Yeah. Good? All right. I'm just in the middle of a podcast. You want a hug? All right. She wants a hug. Okay, I'm gonna try to oh. fill airtime here. Um, say but hi I'm to failing. America. Say hi to America. Hi, America. My, <laughs> my name is America. Yep. Do you know Andrew Steiner? You don't remember him? He's been over our house. I used to not have hair. He had a shaved head bald <laughs> though at the time. Now he has like crazy hair. We swapped. She goes, "You swapped hair." <laughs> we did. We You're really right, did. Right. We did swap hair. I mean, yours was better than mine. Well, let but. me finish this podcast, and I'll come right down, okay? All right. She's sad because mommy went out of town. That's she's understandable. Not, she's not enjoying that at all. I, said, that's, <laughs> I told my wife, that's what you get for being a great mom. I go, if you suck, she'll be fine with it. <laughs> Stop being so good at it. Uh, yeah, so to end that story, I think it was just... Uh, Oh, I was going to say, I, I bombed real bad on TV 
it was mm. <laughs> televised ate my ass Damn. in london at the comedy store they have a comedy store there yeah not it's not affiliated though not they affiliated. just stole the name <laughs> not affiliated can, i did a five minute tv set and bombed can i ask you something I've, I've heard i've heard burt kreischer say like if you're on a tv set and you're and you're bombing as long as you play to the cameras you can still it can still save it you know like it, people at home can still like enjoy it well maybe what he also means is sometimes like if they're taping it to play on tv if it's not like live to tape mm-hmm. like if you do the tonight show or you know uh any of those are you know the current late night talk shows they're not going to fuck with that that much. They're not going to mm. spruce it up. Even right. though, because what do they have? Like four hours before it airs live? They film it at like five o'clock in the afternoon. And then on the East Coast, it's it's airing at 1130. So think about that. I mean, it's six and a half. They have six and a half hours. They're not going to go like edit fake laughs in. and right. cut. They use one camera usually when you do late night talk shows too. They don't. They do, I think CBS just started doing that. Back in mm-hmm. the day, if you were on Letterman, it's just one camera. There's no audience shot that it's cut into that they can sp- spruce it. Right. But when you do like, like say you were taping like Comedy Central, or like a, a show like, you know, back in the day, Premium Blend, or you're, you're doing a Comedy Central Presents a half hour, they can, uh, they could fucking... They, what's the word they use? Sweeten. They love that word. They can sweeten it. They just cut yeah. to the crowd and they're fucking... They can add applause breaks that were never there. And you that's can't so, even tell when they're good at it. Sometimes they're so, bad at it and they make it look terrible. <laughs> I remember that. I remember watching one of... I'm like, you record your set, you know it went well, and then you're waiting for it to air on TV the first time. Like Premium Blend, one of those shows where they have like five comedians on. And a host. It's usually like a celebrity host who's not a comedian. Mm. And he's bringing all the acts up. And you know you did well that night. And then you watch it and you're like, they literally like would take the continuity out. I'm like, you just removed a third line that was on that joke. And now the joke doesn't make sense as well. And now there's a callback to something, but you removed when I said it. So it doesn't, I'm like, how fucking fast are you working that you didn't realize you removed the line that has the callback? And you're just like, yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. You know, but only the comedian usually noticed it. It's not so bad that people at home, they don't fucking know. Yeah, but you need everything you can get because comedy doesn't really translate on video anyway. So you need everything you can get. I don't believe what Bird is saying to the with that just play to the camera and no one will know. Yeah. Because when you know it's not going well, it comes through in your performance. Like mm. I used to say like... Back in the day, like, say you'd have to audition for one of the club owners in New York City, right? And you know you didn't do well. Yeah. And someone would say, well, he knows good jokes when he hears them. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Nobody does. They need to see you do well. If you did bad and you have great jokes, he's not going to be impressed. You're so great. I guess I mean, like, if the audience is kind of empty and you're doing well with the people who are there. Or or you're just like in the zone, and you're you you know sometimes sometimes there are funny bombs like when Bill Burr you know well there's a difference in- between bombing 
Like, you know when it's the worst? And I, I get, I'm real, you know, I'm anal, I'm OCD-like. Like, when I watch a comedy special, I can usually tell in a couple minutes that it was produced poorly. And mm-hmm. the, they didn't mic up the audience well enough. And they sound distant. I remember mm-hmm. seeing, like, a Bill Burr on, like, uh, do, like, an HBO special a really long time ago. And, like, same, and Louis C.K. I remember Louis, there was, like, three, three or four, you know, they have, like, a series of comedians that would all have HBO half hours. And it would be, like, every two weeks there'd be another one. Yeah. It was, like, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill. Uh, I remember that 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 sequence, and they just they were produced so poorly. When you don't hear the crowd laughing, it does something when you're watching it. I mean, that's the reason why when you watch sitcoms, they pump they they put those laugh tracks in. It does yeah. something to you when you're watching. Well, it. it's like being in a room with high ceilings or doing an outdoor show. Yeah, it's just like doesn't affect you the same way. Yeah, I mean, sure you can look into the camera and pretend but i mean uh i I don't i don't don't know what he's trying to say (laughs) i'm confused i I think he was talking about like he filmed something with someone else maybe it was tignataro or something and then he like tried to do crowd work or something and like get the audience going or something Mm -hmm. and she just like played to the cameras and it turned out good for her and he looked like shit well, sure, yeah, I, I agree with that. There's some guys that are really funny when they play to... Sometimes it can look really funny when you play to the camera when you're on TV. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see where... There's a famous... You, I know you're a big Brody fan, Brody Stevens. There's a Brody late-night talk show spot. I think it was like on the Late Late Show on CBS before... Uh, who's the guy that hosts it now? The uh, James Corden. James Corden. It was before James Corden, and it was before... It might have been like when Craig Kilborn was the host, because I remember doing it when Kilborn hosted it, and then doing it when uh, the uh, Scottish guy, Craig Ferguson, did it. But before mm. that, go look it up. Brody starts talking to the camera. <laughs> like it's like you don't see anyone doing that. He got real. He like put his face into the camera, and he goes, "Hey, Montana," <laughs> and it's so funny. And I was like, "Wow, I love that he like no one does that." And when someone like breaks the rules, sometimes it's hilarious. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I remember someone telling you, I think the first time I did a late night show, they said really focus on the camera when you're delivering your jokes and it's very hard to do because now mm. you feel like you're leaving the crowd out you know and then mm. when you do late night shows also they'll tell you don't say hey how are you guys doing they don't like that i remember but now i see guys lots of times go all right guys how you guys doing to get that big applause yeah i yeah. feel like the rules have changed but years ago like they wanted you to just start do your first joke as soon as you walk out and it feels makes so sense. unnatural. It does feel unnatural, but it kind of makes sense because it's like if, you're, if your comedic voice is super unique, you know, that might be like, eh, yeah, so I was, you know, doing this thing. And as long as you're not like just like I walked, you know, as long as you're not zero to 60, as long as you kind of like, well, you know, I was, you know, you start it conversationally still. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so, so what else? So, uh, yeah, so, um, maybe in about three months I'll be going over there. 
to, uh, to awesome. London. He's going to have me. Oh, that's I was going to say the end of the story was I said, get me some spots to warm up for the show that you're going to produce. And it's so funny because I said, so you're going to want to do it on a Saturday, right? He goes, no. I can't do his I can't do his accent because he's British, but he's Israeli. He has an Israeli British accent combo. Yeah. And uh he goes, Every there's too much shit going on on Saturday nights. He goes, do a fucking Monday. I was like, What? We're gonna do a Monday? <laughs> he's like, We're gonna do warm up shows on the weekend. I'll get you spots on like a Friday and a Saturday, and then you can do the show on a Monday or a Tuesday. Nice. So uh yeah, I don't know how much flights are right now, but he's like, I'll cover your cover your expenses. I'll put you up real That's nice, and uh, we'll do one show, and I'll give you a fee for that. There'll probably be about two hundred people there. I think I can sell it. Even if I can't sell it out, I'll putting some fuck. I'll put some fucking hot chicks on the street, and I'll have them give out <laughs> free tickets. No one, will, no one in the crowd will know. They'll think you sold it out. He goes, it's a long term plan. He goes, and then I bring you back again. And I was like, yeah, I go, let's do this. If you're some, mar I'm like, he's like, you're not a business. You're not worth me trying to bring in and, as someone that's going to pay me to do your marketing. He goes, I, I'm not even interested in a comedian paying me to do marketing. Like, he does it for huge companies. But uh, basically, sounds like uh, he could he could blow up my social media for a three-month period while we're working on this. I love That's that amazing. idea of just putting a hot girl on the streets and filling <laughs> yeah. it up. It's a great idea. I should do that. He goes, yeah, maybe. Because I said, dude, I'm not a draw. Because he was like, do you want to take a risk and get a cut? I'm like, no. I'm not a draw at all. So just give me a flat fee. And, you know, if you kick ass and fill it, you keep the, you keep the extra money. You did the work, not me. Yeah. But that... It's it's there's you know what's exciting about going abroad? You're instantly unique. Mm -hmm. Like as fucking white toast as I am, I'm gonna seem like some new flavor over there. True. That's exciting to like. Uh, I mean, maybe not in London as much. Maybe you went to like Amsterdam or Barcelona. Like you're gonna. I would love to just just experiment and see where they. What if there's places out there they just love you and you have no idea. I have yeah, I have a fantasy that in like England or Berlin, like they love me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that documentary uh searching for searching for Sugar Man? Yeah, in South Africa. Yeah, he's like a star in South Africa and he's like what's he like a he's like a construction guy, like living in this shitty apartment, he doesn't even know that he's huge in another He's in country. fucking Detroit. He cut one record. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I have one song. I put out like some songs on SoundCloud, and like one of them blew up in Indonesia. <laughs> really? And, yeah, I got like twelve thousand downloads and all this shit. A song. But, yeah. Not even comedy. No, like back when I was trying to rap, it was me rapping. How did you put it out? I just put it on SoundCloud. Really? Back, How did you yeah. get it out? I think someone like copied it to some indonesian website where they just like aggregated music and uh people loved it i don't know that's so weird like and yeah like that was something when i was talking to that israeli guy and he's like talking all these things and you're like i guarantee there's a lot of people out there that know how to manipulate the system 
of what it takes these days to like blow something up on social media and you're like fuck you know and and you just accidentally did it like you you did something right where it was like indonesia (laughs) yeah yeah. no idea what you did and you don't even know how to repeat it definitely not i gotta hear this song can we can we find it is it still out there yeah it's still out there it's called floby globy style (laughs) floby goby style Floby Globy style. It's hilarious if I tried to play it on the podcast, it would get taken down off of YouTube for copyright. No, it wouldn't. It's, it's not. There's no copyright on it's it. It's not copywritten. No. You think I could just play it? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. I'll try to find it, everybody, and cut it into this episode. <laughs> Flo- say the title again. Floby Globy style. Like Flo-by, a Floby, like style. one of those things you cut your own hair with. The Floby. Sure. Why not? But what did it mean? It's just nonsense. It's something I said when I was like 13. And how old were you when you recorded it? Probably like 25. And what are you playing on it? I'm just rapping, but I like, I produced the song too. Where'd you get the beats? I just made it like my friend played a little guitar. I just played some like software drums and samples and shit. Really? Yeah. Globy style. (laughs) What if if you're huge? In like an, in other places, like Ethiopia, or like a fucking star. Well, this is a funny thing. So I named my band after that song called Floby, but there's also this famous uh, musician from Burkina Faso named Floby. So constantly, even now, I still get Facebook messages on our old band page from in French from people being like, Floby, how are you doing? You know, <laughs> it is a good name, Floby. I like that. Yeah. Floby. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever release a song, Joe? No. It's funny because I was saying to somebody, I might have said it on my podcast before, there's only been one comedian since I've been around doing comedy mm. that mixed his stand-up with, with music, and it was Greg Giraldo. There was a band that cut a song, it got... I don't know if it ever got to the top 40, but you would hear mm. it on ra- on terrestrial radio. And it was all about America, the song, and it had Greg Giraldo's stand-up that was like kind of about different things about America. And it was it worked well in the song. And I was like, I'm surprised you don't hear... St-. I remember when like maybe Dice Clay was big, right? Mm-hmm. When he first came out, there was a couple of songs that had him just going, oh! and you would hear it there was that one song ah, it's unbelievable oh do you remember that, that? was him that and, was him and you would hear dice's oh i didn't know that was him I'm pretty sure it was him it was just cut into the song <laughs> that's dun, hilarious dun, 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 dun. unbelievable oh i think it was I dice thought, really that's hilarious but you would well, okay but didn't kennison do some rock music shit yeah he did a ken that you're right kennison did a cover of um wild thing uh-huh but he didn't change the words or anything. He just did a cover of it. Andy Kaufman used to play Elvis. I'm surprised that there isn't like, say like a band cuts in like Chris Rock or cuts in like a famous stand-up comedian into the music Mm. or, you know, or old Eddie Murphy. I don't know, whatever. I just think it'd be even now. Like I always thought I wanted to try it once, like write a song I mean, I I don't 
I have a friend who whose son does all that. He actually sells beats for a living. I don't even mm-hmm. know how you go about doing that. Mm-hmm. His son's like in his early twenties, and he was a rapper, and he was really good. I watched some clips of him. Freaking, when a white guy goes up there and he's good at rapping, I mean, it, it that that says something in itself. He was good. He had a little bit of a following in Boston, and he got out of it. Now he just sells beats. But that'd be fun to like get like good beat and like mix your stand up into the song and see if you could get it played. Like yeah, I wrote like one hip hop song that was supposed to be funny. Um, it was okay. I don't know if I'd perform it again. But I saw Greg Stone last week and he di- he's doing something kind of interesting. Like he's got a DJ guy and someone auto tuning his voice, so he's like singing funny shit to it and like improvising. Well, now that I think about it, um. Bo Burham, I mean, that's kind of what he did. He did a lot of auto-tuned singing while he was on stage. I mean mm-hmm. taking actual stand-up that's about, like, say you had five minutes on the, the war, you know, mm. and 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 it, you mixed it into a song that was, you know, trying to have a message. Like, it would be a cool little mix. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine it. I mean, if it, the words don't rhyme and you're not singing, I guess, I mean, no, not all just cut it into the song. It would have to be like, and you know what's weird? I Googled it. You cannot find that Greg Giraldo song. <laughs> you can't find it anywhere. I was like, where is it? I used to hear it on the radio. And it was like the the song would play and then it would have little like instrumental sections of the song and then you'd hear his stand-up and then it would fade out and then the song would kick back in again. It was like, I don't know what you would call that in a song, the break. Yeah, it's it's kind of like those uh, rock anthems. I'm not rock anthems, like those electronica. I'm trying to think of one, like um, like a bittersweet. It's like a bittersweet phantom. You know that yeah, one that song, like something like that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, um, what was that other one? Ah, oh, God, I just lost my train of thought again. Mm-hmm. I had a great idea and it's gone. <laughs> Could have made us millions. It's gone. Yeah. It just floated I was right trying to, I was trying to write some songs that I can, I was trying to do this thing where like a song just starts playing during my set and then I do comedy to it, but it's like ambient music with weird, like people saying weird shit every now and again. That would be fun. And I just pretend like, okay, well, fuck i don't i don't know why this is happening but i'm just gonna go with it it'd be funny to just do stand-up with an instrumental track i mean that's been done with like mitch hedberg did a whole album with a bass player yeah like um i always think it distracts from it a little bit bill bill hicks i think did something where he had music playing underneath doug stanhope did one i think yeah but I think it could be cool if the song's about something and the stand-up is also about something, the mm-hmm. same thing, so it it works well together. You know, like yeah. You'd have to the stand-up comic would have to be involved. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I think they just grabbed Greg Giraldo's stand-up material that existed and used it <laughs> in their song and paid him for it. That's cool. And then released it. I gotta hear this. I gotta. I know I probably can't track it down either, but I want to look for it. 
Well, he had a lot of, you know, Greg Giraldo was a great comedian and he had a lot of stuff about, you know, uh, so, what would you call it? Social commentary. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. he had a lot of that stuff. And I, you know what's weird? I've always been a fan of that and I don't ever write that kind of comedy. And I yeah. love it when someone does it well. Bill Hicks yeah. and even Chris Rock. I love when someone I, goes out there and talks about what we what's going on in our world right now and just makes it really funny. I can't do that either. No one takes me seriously. They're just like, "Hey, you shut the do fuck it. up." I just I, I, I have <laughs> trouble. I like I can write like one every one. I'll come up with maybe one really good one every five years. Like I don't have a lot of it pop into my head ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, I gotta pee real bad. All right, maybe we wrap this up. <laughs> we should wrap this up. We're at that. We're at that moment where I'm gonna add it in later. But if if uh, that's where I would have just played the music, but I'm going to add it in in post. So uh, this is where the music comes in, everybody. <laughs> and that's when we wrap it up. Uh, so uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another uh, Pretender to Contender, which it's, the name sucks, but I'm too lazy to change it. <laughs> I want to change that name. Uh, I got a big gig this weekend at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick doing four Remember When shows. Another one that was last minute. Just got it last week. Uh, the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. And then April 23rd, I'm doing a show at City Winery in Philadelphia. That's a Remember When show also. Just go to JoeMatterese.com to get tickets. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Pretender to Contender to support the show and get video of all the episodes and all kind of other bonus features. Patreon.com forward slash Pretender to Contender. Andrew Steiner, I'm sure he has a plug. He wants eh. you to go check out his YouTube page. Yeah, just do that. Subscribe to me on YouTube. That's all I want. <laughs> Look for him in the new short movie. Uh, what's it called? Suburban Pimp. Suburban Pimp. Oh, you're the star of this thing. Uh, I'm the co-star. It's me and the pimp. You and the pimp. Uh, Who plays the pimp? This guy, Gabe. He's funny. He's funny. But, All right. but it'll be like um, six months probably till it's out, you know. Nice. We'll plug it again in six months. And go to, go to his YouTube page, everybody. He's got some really funny videos on there. Just look up Andrew Steiner. You see his name on the screen. He uses the at instead of the A in Andrew. Is that what your uh, YouTube is also, or they just got to look up Andrew Steiner? Yeah, just put my name, my normal name. Just put in Andrew Steiner, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great one. Uh, hope my daughter's okay. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye. Guys. Thanks, Joe. Bye. See ya.